Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, people? You're now locked into Midweek Nomics. This is the This Nomics podcast, the midweek version, and we are talking inflation this week. But first, today is election day, May the 4th. If you're listening to this in the morning and you've got the ability to vote, you've registered and your council is doing, providing an actual um, election, because not every council is, make sure you go out there and vote. And if you want some more information, check out last Sunday, well, last Monday's pods. Should we care about this week's local elections? Check that out. But anyway, this week we're talking inflation. Inflation is always a hot topic because it's been slapping us in the ass, pause, for a long period of time. But this week I'm giving it a more global perspective. If inflation was the World Cup, how will we fare? Well, it will be coming home. We'll be winning the World Cup. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to get into why inflation is a lot higher in the UK than it is elsewhere. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. What is inflation? Listeners, apologies. If you listen often, you've probably heard me explain this many times. And I'd like to believe most of us got like somewhat of an idea. But if you want a proper definition, inflation is defined as a sustained increase in a general level of price of goods and services. So if you look at the economy and then you kind of look on the average, if from January 2022 to January 2023, prices are on average 3% higher, that will show an inflation of 3%. How is inflation measured? Well, it's usually measured as an annual percentage increase as reported in the CPI, Consumer Price Index. The CPI is, you get like a basket of goods and services. In the UK, it's like about 700 goods and services from rice to cheese to milk to clothes, whatever, excluding house prices because they're, you know what I'm saying? And they see how these prices have changed, have they increased, have they stayed steady, have they decreased about what amount, and they aggregate that out to get a general price level, right? CPI is pretty much used everywhere, UK, USA, um, and in the Euro era, they use HICPI, Harmonized Index of Consumer Prices, which is used to measure the consumer price inflation, which is pretty much similar to what we have. Now, if we compare UK to its age mates, so we're talking the Western world, we're talking Eurozone, which includes France, Germany, Italy, Belgium, Portugal, Holland. Then we can look at Canada, we can look at Australia, we can look at Japan, we can look at Switzerland, who's out of the Eurozone, we can look at them type of countries, right? The UK tends to be higher than its counterparts by a significant margin. Now, if we look at these countries, I'm going to talk about Sweden, Italy, Germany, Australia, Belgium, France, USA, Holland, Canada, Spain, Japan, Switzerland. Out of all these countries, I want you to guess where UK ranks in terms of inflation. The answer is 
second. Only Sweden had a higher inflation level in March 2023. Sweden had an inflation rate of 10.6%. Ours, as you probably know by now, was 10.1%. This is higher than Italy, who was 7.6%. Germany, 7.4%. Australia, 7%. Belgium, 6.7%. France, significantly lower, almost half hours, 5.7%. USA, half hours, 5%. Netherlands, 4.4%. Canada, 4.3%. Spain, all the way down at 3.3%. Japan, 3.2%. And Switzerland, 2.9%. They're the closest to the target 2.0 level. So this is an issue for central banks across the globe, right? Central banks try to keep inflation at a rate of 2% because that shows a nice, steady growth in the economy. And that's cool, we can manage that. So what they do is they manipulate the money supply by increasing or decreasing interest rates and maybe buying bonds and securities or whatnot to kind of manipulate the rates of inflation, right? That's their tool. And as we've seen in for our Bank of England, we've seen with the Federal Reserve and other central banks across the world, they have reacted by increasing the rate of interest, right? So, and this is mad because if, even though higher borrowing, these higher borrowing costs, right? Because, let's slow this down, sorry. Increasing interest rate is aimed to slow down our consumption, right? So if it's high, if, if you can get more money for saving than you did before, you'll probably spend less. And it was also, assets also become, it's also harder to invest and borrow, which obviously once you invest and borrow, you further spend in, so on and so forth. That is the idea of increasing interest rates to tackle this, right? But what are interest rates? Interest rates are the cost of borrowing, right? That they're the, they're the percentage that you have to pay back on what you borrowed. So what's bad about this is that we have inflation, so the price of food and transport and energy prices have all gone up. That's eating into our pockets, right? Because our wages are still the same. So if we go from one month, we got two grand, and then we hear next month, inflation went up 2%, 10%. Unless we got given an extra £200, we're £200 worse off because the stuff that we are buying with our money is now 10% more costly, right? So inflation has been kind of making it harder for us. Now, if you increase interest rates, it makes it even harder for us because they put a further squeeze on our real incomes. For example, one of my boys literally told me this week that his mortgage has gone up by £400 because of interest rates. The cost of borrowing has gone up. It's not easy. So what is driving this inflation? Right? As you guessed, a rise in energy prices is the main driver for inflation in many countries. Even before Putin tried to go 10, tons, 10 toes down in Ukraine. Wholesale prices have now kind of eased as a result of of lacking um of slowing global demand and europe gas st storages starting to fill back up to capacity this has led to the decrease in wholesale prices so demand has reduced a bit and obviously before we had to burn through a lot of our storages because we had an extra cold winter in 2021 as well as 2022 so now the the storages are going back up. The demand for gas, electricity, and so on and so forth is is reducing small, small, which is leading to small, small um, reduction in wholesale prices. And wholesale prices have been reducing for a while now, but they take time to feed into our prices because obviously 
they've already sold that product. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to take time for it to, for us to start to see these reductions. So if you look at the cost of energy, gas, electricity, um, over the, the years, you could see the same thing, right? So this is the UK. So we're talking natural gas, um, and that's the price per million British thermal units. Crude oil, price, we'll, we'll talk about the price per barrel. And electricity, euros per megawatt, right? So let's go for natural gas first. 2019, it was just going under five, uh, $5 per million thermal units, right? $5 million, right? You get to halfway through 2022, it's up to 10. So from five to 10, doubled. Double the space of three, four years. Crude oil, price per barrel, right? 2019 crude oil was about $50 per barrel. Early 2022, when Putin stepped on the on the door of Ukraine, it was over a hundred dollars a barrel. Now it's crept down, approaching about $70, $60 per barrel. Right? Electricity, APX, so this is euros per megawatt per hour. In 2019, it was about 100 euros per megawatt hour. At heights in 2022, it was over 600. Times six, crazy. Now, if you if we are ranking, let's just energy prices in like Europe compared to the UK, here's how it ranks. So if we look at electricity prices per kilowatt hours, in euros, bear in mind, we don't pay euros, so it's actually even more expensive pound for pound. We're number one, then it's Germany, then it's Italy, then it's France, then it's Spain. We're, we're quite close to Germany and Italy in terms of the price um, per kilowatt, and France and Spain are significantly lower than us. And if you look at nat natural gas prices per kilowatt, we're actually the lowest. Is Italy has the most expensive, then Germany, then Spain, then France, then UK. So we see the impact of the increase in energy prices naturally has pushed up inflation through the roof. But it's not just energy prices. High inflation is also spread to other items such as rising food prices. And these rising food prices impact the poorest consumers the most. So now if we look at OECD data, let's look at all these countries. We're going to start off the USA. We're going to look at the annual percentage change in consumer price index, right? In the G7 countries, we're gonna look at USA first. It, so if April, 2021, energy prices were around 25%. They reached a high of over 40% in July, 2022. And now April, 2023, prices are minus almost 10%. So USA are eating good when it comes to energy. Their food was rose from about 0%, just over 0% in April 2021, to highs around 14% in July 2022, and it kind of eased off to just under 10% now. And if you look at all items, non-food and non-energy, prices have been pretty stable in the United States. And this is pretty similar for Canada. Their energy went from about just over 30% in 2021 to highs of just under 40% in 2020, July 2022. And again, negative energy prices, just like the United States. Food, just over 10%, rising gradually. 
and non-food, non-energy items have risen just gently, but pretty stable. Now let's go to Germany, the biggest economy in Europe. Energy started off at just over 30% in 20, April 2021, highs of almost 40% in July 2022. And the energy prices have... They're, sorry. Uh, I was looking at Canada. My bad. But anyway, yeah. Basically, with Germany, their energy dropped to about 5% which is a significant drop when you look at July 2022, early 40, um, around 40%. And their food has been rising rapidly to just over 20% in April 2023. So we're seeing a lot of food inflation in Europe. Let's go to France. Energy peaked at around 30% in July 2022. So it's not as bad as Canada, Germany and the United States. And But energy has dropped to around 5% now. They're seeing a significant increase in food inflation, about 17%. And if you look at all items, non-food, non-energy, again, very stable, around 4% for France. Now we go to the UK. Our energy was April in April 2021, 10%, so significantly um, lower than Canada and the United, United States. But we hit heights of almost 60% in July 2022, all the way to October 2022. Almost 60%. And now we are still significantly higher than all the other countries at 40%. Whereas Germany, United States and Canada's high was 40% and they've come all the way down to 5% and some even have a negative price, having price deflation in energy. We're still at 40%. Our food is shooting up. April 2021, we have we have food deflation in price and it's shot up to 18% now in 2023. And if we're looking at all items, non-food, non-energy, it's a more stable around 4% in the UK. So why is it worse for us in the UK than our counterparts in the G7 and other countries that I mentioned before? Three factors. One, food prices, as I mentioned. Food inflation at 18.2%. Salad, vegetable shortages is driving up the price. Egg shortage is driving up the price. We've received extreme weather in Spain and North Africa, which has been hitting up the harvest, which has been making it harder to export, of course. The UK imports lots of food. I've always said on our podcast, the UK doesn't make enough food to feed itself. So naturally, we are very, very we're very um, susceptible to the import market. So when we see things that happen in Spain and North Africa, it adversely impacts the price of food. The shortages, are, the shortages in food have also been compounded by high energy prices in the UK, which leads to vegetable growers and farmers cutting down on crop yields or avoiding producing certain foods at all due to the rise in running costs which is terrible, according to... This is according to the president of National Farmers Union, um, Minette Batters. So it's now more expensive to produce these foods because of energy prices, and there's also a shortage due to um, import shortages. And number, number two, wholesale gas prices. Shock, shock horror. UK are more exposed to than other countries to the rise in the wholesale gas prices. The UK is a bigger user of gas to heat homes and keep lights on compared to other European countries. And also gas has been transferred mostly via pipelines from a handful of suppliers, whereas the US produced most of its own gas and relied more on liquefied national gas. So because 
we're not we're not producing enough. When we see these prices move, we are extra volatile. And finally, worker shortages. Pandemics or all major economies have issues of work with their labour force, yeah? The labour market shrank. However, most countries have recovered, but the UK was still about 400,000 odd people down in terms of people not working if you compare to December 2019, which was just before COVID touched base. According to the Centre for European Reform and UK and the of Europe, their, their study suggests that 330,000 workers in the UK left as a result of Brexit. And this impacts the transportation industry. We saw when HGV drivers were at a premium and we saw people queuing up for oil, I mean, for petrol. Um, hospitality and retail also mudded. We've seen it at the airports where uh, British Airways and Heathrow in general are struggling with people working security. These have negatively impacted the UK more than these other countries, hence why we've been, been slapped with double-digit inflation non-stop. So yeah, now you know why in the Inflation World Cup, nobody's missing penalties in quarterfinals. We went straight to the finals, we won 3-0. It is terrible. It is terrible. But yeah, people, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you subscribe to Disonomics on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you follow, click the notification bell. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure, make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And we'll be back next week, Monday, with another pod. Peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.